This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hello, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Thank you for listening to our Wilderness Medicine uh, podcast series. Please tell others about it. We want to keep people safe and healthy as we explore and enjoy our beautiful world. One of the things that uh, we often overlook is probably one of the most precious things we have, and that is our eyes. The other thing we often overlook is the uh, eyes of the animals that we take with us, such as our dogs. And are they going to be safe as we go outdoors? Recently, uh, I saw a 16-year-old patient who had been up in the mountains uh, all day hiking. Uh, And in the area where he had been, there were no trees. There were nothing but rocks and uh, uh, places to hike in between them as he went up higher. And before the day was over, he had been spending almost 12 hours in the outdoors. And when I saw him, his eyes hurt. And so uh, this was his only complaint. He's otherwise healthy, although tired. And so the first thing you think of, of course, is what in the medical world they call photokeratitis, or you can even sometimes call the sunburn of the eye. But one thing you always have to look at, and although we talk about the sun causing exposure to our eyes, and as I said, sometimes even to our dogs, but uh, the irritation may also be dryness to the eyes. And when we examine this young man's eyes, we notice that his eyes were also very dry. So uh, as we start examining and looking about the problems that can cause the eye, there can be several uh, reasons for that. But photokeratitis, and some, sometimes people call it snow blindness or sunburn of the eye. Those are appropriate terms because it really is caused by the ultraviolet light that comes from the sun. But it isn't always going to be just the sun. For example, sun tanning bands can cause this too. <clears throat> we see patients who come in that have been sitting in a sun tanning band uh, and had not had a proper eye covering. And that can also cause it. It is really caused by ultraviolet light. Most commonly in the outdoors, of course, where we go uh, is where the uh, sun uh, creates the ultraviolet light. And as you go higher up in altitude, the protecting uh, layers of the atmosphere thin, and so our eyes and our skin are more exposed to ultraviolet radiation. Uh, It's a burn uh, that affects uh, parts of the eye instead of the skin, and uh, it's generally in both eyes. so uh, it usually uh, uh, it causes damage to the front of the eye, which we call the cornea, and the conjunctiva, which is the covering uh, that covers the entire eye. Uh, in addition to the sunlight uh, or reflected sunlight, other sources of uh, ultraviolet light can be uh, welding arcs uh, and, as we said, tanning equipment. And often really bright lights uh, for if we're using bright lights to treat medical illnesses in babies or in adults. Uh, People sometimes call this condition a name that reflects its cause. For instance, snow blindness is a type of photokeratitis that occurs when snow and ice reflects uh, ultraviolet uh, radiation. It's more common near the north and south poles or in the very mountainous regions where the air is thin and provides less protection, as we said. People who get photokeratitis from welding may say that they have arc eyes, or welder's flash is a common uh, term uh, for people in uh, that condition. So whatever name uh, that we call it, uh, it, it is caused by ultraviolet radiation 
uh, from the sun. Water, uh, river rafters can get this. People who go on the beach where there's a lot of white sand uh, can cause this too. Uh, it can be acute or chronic, although we usually typically don't see chronic. It's mostly acute where it happens. The signs and symptoms of photokeratitis, and that is a, a lot of ultraviolet radiation getting to our eyes, is undoubtedly uh, eye pain uh, and or redness uh, to the front part of the eye. Uh, watery eyes, the eyes will tear, and sometimes uh, uh, people will get kind of a blurry vision and get swelling, and they're very sensitive to light. And a lot of times they'll get the gritty sensation in the eyes caused by inflammation or uh, because of the dryness. The same condition that, can, that we find ourselves causing photokeratitis or sunburn of the eyes also can cause dryness of the eyes, and so we'll get that gritty sensation. Uh, we have patients that will see halos, they can get headaches, they can get twitching, and sometimes they can get some vision loss, which is usually rare, but that can be caused by just the absolute brightness and, of the ultraviolet radiation. A lot of times they'll get uh, uh, color changes. They can last from just a few hours up to a, fu uh, a full day. But the thing we want you to know about this, it is caused by ultraviolet radiation. And uh, we usually cat categorize that with UVA, UVB, and UVC. You need to know that uh, UVC never gets to the earth. The ozone layers and the upper layers of the atmosphere really uh, get rid of this. They don't, they don't uh, cause sunburn or damage to our skin, and they don't uh, damage the eye. But the UVA and UVB do are the ones that cause sunburn, are the ones that cause photokeratitis or sunburn uh, to the eyes. Uh, direct uh, ultraviolet can uh, cause it. For example, sunlight that's reflected into the eyes from snow, ice, water, sand, or cement, those can cause it. So any outdoor activity, snowboarding, uh, uh, skiing, and also people who are on who are just uh, uh, on their school or having fun on their longboards or shortboards can get this. Uh, we have a lot of people who uh, want to get tanned, so they go to uh, tanning beds, and if they don't have the proper light uh, uh, sh uh, devices on their eyes, they can get it. Laser night, um, mercury vapor lights, lightning or electric sparks can do it, arc welding, uh, and uh, light that is often used uh, to disinfect or used as medical treatment can do it. Uh, so who is at risk for photokeratitis? Well, obviously, people who go outdoors, people who go up, people who go into the snow, people who go onto the beach, people who are out where they can get reflected light in addition to just the regular light. So those are the ones that you have to look for in this and have to be very uh, careful of it. There are some really profound problems with uh, photokeratitis that we don't look at. Of course, uh, even small amounts of ultraviolet radiation can cause a problem, but you can get cataracts. The incident of cataracts for people who go out in the sun are huge. The lenses of the eye where cataracts occur are very sensitive to, to uh, ultraviolet radiation. And one of the long-term problems is macular degeneration. Now, people hear that term. The macula is the part of the retina, the back of our eye, which gets most of the light. Uh, throughout our lives, uh, the sunlight or rather any light, is focused from the front of our lens and the lens itself onto the back of the eye called the retina. And that central area of our eye, which gets the vast majority of the photons, the light that hits our eye, is called the macula. And in time, the macula will degenerate. And as people get older, uh, they start losing the center part of their vision because of the degeneration of all the energy that has hit that same part of the eye over and over again. 
So people ask me, does ultraviolet exposure add up? Yes, it does. Uh, it, it, and when we use the term add up, it means does the damage add up? And that is absolutely true, it does. Long-term ultraviolet exposure can cause uh, tissue elevations on the surface of our eye. These are called uh, paniculas or uh, um, pterygiums. Uh, these are also ca uh, caused by the long-term buildup of uh, ultraviolet on our eye. So these rednesses that come in, creep in from the inside and from the outside are caused by the same thing. Blue and uh, violet shorter wavelengths uh, emitted by LED lights, computers and smartphones can be harmful to the retina and can increase the risk of muscular uh, degeneration later in life. So ultraviolet light is not just the sunburn of the eye, but it causes all sorts of problems. So um, how do you know you're out in the back country and someone comes to you with eye pain or itchy and, the, and uh, redness, headaches, things that we have just mentioned? Well, the first thing you want to do is take a history and, and say, what have you been doing? If you're back in the city and you bring this in, uh, then you have to say, but if you're with somebody who has it, you can almost diagnose this by symptoms. You don't need special uh, equipment to look at. Now, a provider can put fluorescein dye in the eye and kind of look at this under special things, but it doesn't have to have that. Uh, anybody can make this diagnosis, and it's based, based largely on history, especially if they've had the problem before. So the treatment is to go indoors immediately. Stay in a darkened room, remove your contact lenses if you wear them, and do not rub your eyes. Uh, rest them with your eyes closed. You can put a, a cold washcloth on your closed eyes. And uh, if you don't have sunglasses, we'll talk about this in just a minute, but put sunglasses on, even if you're indoors at this point, to keep any ultraviolet light from uh, uh, wor uh, worsening the symptoms. Artificial tears or drops are insanely important because the the the, the ultraviolet radiation and the symptoms and the uh, situation in which that happens often is accompanied by wind and other things which will dry the eye. But also artificial tears will give uh, uh, reduce the symptoms. You can get over the counter uh, uh, drugs like ibuprofen, which uh, will also get rid of the pain. In fact, that is one. Uh, thing you can do that will really help. And when you go in the backcountry, you always should take uh, ibuprofen and Tylenol or paracetamol with you wherever you go, because those things will help. So how often does the state to go away? Well, if just acute and on the front part of your eye where the problem is, it'll go away within hours, certainly within a day. If it isn't, then you, may, then you may have some other problem or you need medical treatment. But in the backcountry, it's going to be a problem. Say if you're on a long hike or you're on a long ski vacation, uh, you have really got to be careful now because you've got to keep those eyes covered up and keep your, eat people indoors till symptoms are gone, especially to avoid the long-term problems of paniculas, pterygiums, uh, macular degeneration, and things like that, and cataracts. Uh, so but the big thing is that, the, uh, and this is something that we always try to prevent uh, or talk about in uh, outdoor wilderness medicine, is that pre uh, the treatment is really the prevention uh, photokeratitis, sunburn of the eye, snow blindness, it has, you know, arc blindness, it has many names, but it's all caused by uh, ultraviolet radiation hitting the eye. There is absolutely nothing better than to wear uh, proper eye protection. Sunglasses, snow goggles, uh, uh, you've got to be able to block 99 to 100% of ultraviolet radiation. And it's worth spending the extra money on a really good pair of glasses or of uh, uh, goggles, 
that will protect your eyes for the long term. <clears throat> One of the things we see in is that ultraviolet radiation will sneak around the corner of the eyes if you don't have dark glasses which curve around and block those out. Those side panels are very, very important. Glare from the snow, glare from the sand, glare from the water can cause burns to your eyes, even if it's cloudy or overcast, so beware of that. Wear proper protection. There's nothing better that will prevent that. Uh, wearing a wide-brimmed hat or a visor, which will also help the sun from directly hitting your eyes. Using proper eye protective equipment if you're exposed to ultraviolet radiation on the job, of course, uh, uh, is important. And we can't uh, overlook that because people get into situations at their work where that happens. And if you uh, wear ultraviolet-absorbing contact lenses, if you're at play or sunny environments, and yes, those who wear contact lenses know that, you have to ask for them and make sure that you're getting them and make sure that you wear them when you're in the outdoors if, uh, if you wear them, even if you're putting on dark uh, glasses. And uh, make sure you're getting good uh, 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 protection. And now the other, the other problem is um, we can say is uh, what can you expect if you've had it? The good news is is that it almost always is a temporary condition and will go away. And within hours to within a day, it rarely does it last longer than a day, maybe a little longer, but it's usually gone within hours. And you can read most symptoms with uh, being uh, covering your eyes, ibuprofen, eye drops, and making sure you get those eyes covered up. But education uh, is uh, the most important thing. Um, if you have symptoms of eye pain or vision loss, then you really want to go in and see a healthcare provider that can see what is the problem with it. So if you're worried, always go in and make sure. But most of people are in the outdoors when this happens. What about animals? We started off by saying that dogs have a problem. Yes, dogs, in fact, do have a problem, and that's something that you need to watch and be careful of. Uh, the eyes of dogs are not protected against ultraviolet. And this is something that you need to do research with your type of uh, uh, dog that you're taking out. Uh, typically, we don't. But if you're going to get a dog into a very bright light situation, like on the snow and bright sun, that is something that you might want to consider. Now, what's interesting is Arctic animal mammals do not have photokeratitis. They are protected. And some dog species don't seem to have the problems. But it's something you want to research and make sure that you do this. But educate each other, watch each other, and know that snow blindness is a real problem on the short term, but remember it can cause long-term problems. Always wear eye protection. And the last comment is make sure you're eating healthy. Now, what do I, what do I mean by this? There are vitamins and there are antioxidants <clears throat> which help with the long-term problems that, a, that accompany being exposed to the sun. Uh, these are what we call the arid vitamins. This can be uh, lutein and other antioxidants that are found in vegetables. It is no joke to say that eating vegetables helps protect your eyes on the long term. Make sure you're getting those. Uh, the, the red vegetables are also very, very important. And the vitamins, uh, vitamin A and vitamin D and others, which really help protect your eyes, are important. But the best way to get those is to eat healthy. So remind each other. Make sure that you're eating vegetables and fruits and things which will protect your eyes from the long-term consequences of this. And always remember dark glasses. We always thank you for listening to our podcast series. Remind others about it. And uh, this ends the podcast on the, some of the problems that we see with snow blindness and UV keratitis. And as always, we say thank you for listening. Thank you.